That is the sound of the bell of round number 12, fight number four, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Ranchos al hígado. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? How's it going, man? Just ready to talk about this past weekend. That's right. We had a lot of activity, mm-hmm. right? A lot a lot of fights um, all over the place and some pretty good ones, too. Yeah. Right, some uh, the Virgil Ortiz fight, a little bit of a scare, another uh, another good uh, opportunity, mm-hmm. step up fight. Um, that was a good thing. We had the tremendous Rigondo Casamayera fight. Yeah, awesome. Just action packed. As predicted, by the way, <laughs> I said last week. Remember, I said that Rigondo, you know, two punches per round mm-hmm. and seemingly wins. We'll talk about that, right? Yeah. I, st- I started looking up the boxing rules to see. Could the referee have taken uh, action and yeah. put an end to that fight, right? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But, yeah, it's a disappointed but wasn't surprised. No, and I think that's one of the main reasons why we didn't go to that fight. Exactly. You know? Exact. No, that's exactly yeah. right because we were going to go mm-hmm. when the Filipino Flash, the great Nonito Donaire, yeah. was going to headline that fight, right? And that's one of those, if you can see somebody of that caliber live, mm-hmm. you do that. because Yeah, otherwise years later we're going to be kicking ourselves saying, why didn't we go watch the great Nonito Donaire? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he stepped out of that fight because Casamayero did not want to subject himself to the drug testing, mm-hmm. um, similar to his countryman who's going to fight this Saturday. Yeah. But yeah, I think we made, not I think, now it still would have been a good time. We would have been there at the fights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you go there to watch good fights live, Rick. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, and I think uh, had it been Donaire, you know, we would have been there. Um, you know, Rigando just... A snooze fest every time he fights. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Um, and we'll see. You know, we'll see because, you know, is this the last time that he's going to make a main event? Right? Unfortunately, it might not be. That's the yeah. thing because he's got the record. He's got the name. But I think that at some point, the show's got to end. If mm-hmm. I'm a promoter, think about it. If you're a promoter, especially after this, you know, snooze fest, do you take the risk and put him in the main event? You you already know what you're going to get with him. Yeah. No, they, but it's you know it's PBC, so you know they they're gonna probably find a way to get uh, get them back in there. Yeah, and speaking of, I know we're gonna talk about because the fight is finally this uh, this week, the mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao and uh, Ugas fight. But um, Manny Pacquiao confirmed Rick what you said last week. Mm-hmm. Manny Pacquiao said, uh, you know, talking about if he's gonna take the fight serious and make sure that he doesn't you know um, let off the gas, etc. He says that Ugas is essentially him 20 years ago, and he was making reference to what you had brought out about yeah. how he won his first championship on the uh, undercard of De La Hoya and Javier Castillejo. So good call out on that one, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much an unknown, and uh, yeah, the roles are reversed. Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying, and, and we'll talk about it, but 35 years old. Manny Pacquiao's mm-hmm. favored, by the way. He's uh, The book says about 80%. Yeah, and, and it's, it's probably fair, um, you know, but... This is one of those fights where, you know, if Ugas wins, you know, by a close decision, you know, am yeah. I shocked? You know, yeah. maybe not. Right. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting. Yeah, you know, this, yeah. Because the weekend. average is about 400. Mm-hmm. It's about minus 400. So, which means, so you got to bet 400 to win 100 bucks. Uh-huh. Okay. Then, you know, do you put some money on Ugas? Ugas is averaging about plus 275, Rick. Again, we don't condone betting. Yeah, no. We're just f- having fun with it. Uh-huh. But if you think about it, right, yeah, you lay 100 bucks, you win 275 on Ugas. No, yeah, it's so definitely the, uh, you know, the easier bet. You know, you, yeah. you have to put in, you know, uh, 400 to make 100. Yeah, you so, know, you, so, so you never way. know. You never know. So here's, so, um, oh, by the way, Rick, I purposely... Mm-hmm. Right in front of you here at Standing Eight Count Studios, uh-huh. I put a new glove to the collection. Okay, yeah, there's there's two autographs. I've been uh, got my garage epoxied, mm-hmm. and so I found that kind of in rough shape, as you could see. Yeah. Right. So, can you make out the two fighters, Rick? I'll have to put it. I'll, I'll put well, it up on Instagram. Well, the one is uh, I think you mentioned earlier, uh, Jorge Pius. Yes, that's pa- Jorge Pius, El Maromero. And, and, and right. then. Uh, mm-hmm. 
The other one is for sure, the first name's James. Yes, sir. Um, yes. His nickname in the middle there, Rick. It, I'll give you it, a clue. It, is it either it's either James Buster Douglas or or mm-hmm. James Bonecrusher Smith? Nope, nope. I'll Neither give one? you I'll, I'll give you a clue, and once I tell you, you're gonna get it. Okay. Uh-huh. I got that for free at this time, Rick. And he even put the date. See the date he signed it. Okay. 1994. Oh, right. Wow. I got it free. Yeah. But recently, he was trying to charge us fifty bucks. It was fifty bucks for each uh, autograph. Yep. So uh, who is it, Rick? Yeah, uh, James lights out Tony. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, I got that uh, in Hollywood. You know, uh-huh. he was doing an event, so I got that. I got that signed by him. Yeah. You well, know, it's good. Ninety-four. A different, a yeah. different James lights out Tony. Yeah. Versus <laughs> the where do we run into him at the? Uh, yeah, was that at the Pachanga? Yeah. 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 50 bucks, you know. And by the way, I was a big James uh, James Tony fan, by the mm-hmm. way. Still am. Yeah. Still am because he fought there out of North Hollywood, 10 Goose. And um, no, he had this uh, female manager that, that used to. Um, it was his wife. His wife. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was um, I liked the guy, like I said. And he kept yeah. fighting. You talk about a guy that kept fighting and fighting and fighting. Mm-hmm. Durable. All right, Rick. So we've got all the fights that took place this past weekend, which yeah. is quite a bit. And then, of course, we got the fight. Not the fight we wanted to see. No. Okay. But it's still Manny Pacquiao, nevertheless. So it's still a big fight. We are in round 12, Rick. So, as is customary on our show, we mm-hmm. will talk about a fight that resonated with us that took place in round 12. Yeah. Um, this one's going to sting a bit for you, Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this fight, right? Because Manny Pacquiao is fighting this weekend, it's yeah. only right that we bring up a fight for him. Now, here's the thing, right? We are still old school, right? We go 15 rounds, so I certainly was not going to pick a fight that was a decision in round 12 because there's yeah. literally hundreds of thousands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, you know, the WBA was the last sanctioning body that went to 12 rounds in oh, wow. 1987. Everybody else went in 1982 when, um, when Boom Boom Mancini knocked out the, uh, the Korean, right? Duck Yoo mm-hmm. Kim. Um, un- unfortunately, yeah, Duck Yoo Kim. Um, but anyways, Rick... Round 12, memorable fight. Manny Pacquiao finishes Miguel Cotto in round 12, Rick. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a tough fight to watch. Uh, you know, Cotto, you know, always tough in these fights and, um, you know, was there until the end, but Pacquiao was just way too fast for him. Yeah, that was, in, uh, that was back in 2009. Uh-huh. And, and by the way, right, I spared you because the week before was mm-hmm. round 11, and, of course, I went with the, uh, we went to Holyfield and Tyson. But I was going to go with another one of my favorite fighters, yeah. Antonio Margarito, uh, completely annihilating yeah. Miguel Cotto in round 11 of that yeah. one. But I didn't want to give you two in a row. Yeah, no, we're pretty <laughs> sure about the, uh, you know, he had the, uh, the cast, double cast in that one. And, um, you know, had you still st- took him out in 11. You still had the, yeah, you still had the lamb punches. But that fight in particular, Rick, okay, when you look at that fight, um, Cotto had only lost once to the aforementioned uh, Antonio Margarita. Yeah. That was in 2008, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Miguel Cotto was the younger fighter, 29 years old. Yeah. Um, Manny Pacquiao only 30 years old, right? And I'll tell you, um, Manny Pacquiao was complete domination. Mm-hmm. He, he had Cotto down in round three, down in round four. I mean, looking at the scorecards for that fight, Rick, I mean, you've got... Um, you've got... Um, You've got Manny Pacquiao way ahead, 109-99, yeah. 108-99, 108 100 So you're talking, you know, nine rounds. Yeah. Right? Talking nine, ten rounds. And, and you know, I would say, um, you know, Cotto at this point, you know, several trainers. I forget who the trainer was for this one. Yeah. Uh, I know he had Emmanuel Stewart at one point. Um, he had that Cuban uh, trainer with that. Was yeah. always throwing up the ping pong balls, and he would have to catch them. Yeah, you know. So I think he had the Cuban <laughs> guy with the ping pong balls <laughs> at this point. But after this fight, yeah, you know, completely dominated. You know, humbled, and he said, "I need Freddie Roach to train me after this." Yeah. So that's when, after the Pacquiao fight, is when he went over to uh, Freddie Roach, and then he reeled off. He beat uh, the tough Yuri Foreman, mm-hmm. and then he beats Ricardo Mayorga. Yeah, and then he beats, of course, in the rematch, Antonio Margarito, and then he loses to Floyd Mayweather yeah. Jr. loses to Austin, no doubt, Trout. He did give Mayweather, um, you know, a pretty good fight. Yeah, um, 
Austin Trout was another bad matchup for him. He's just yeah. too tall, big, yeah. big lefty. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he he was beaten up a lot more in the Trout fight than he was in the Mayweather fight. Yeah, the Mayweather fight, this, the scorecards don't do justice because looking at the scorecards for the Mayweather fight, mm-hmm. you know, 118, 110, 117, 111, yeah. both, um, it would make you believe that it was a complete domination. Mm-hmm. But he had his moments, yeah. I think, right? He had his moments, which at that time— um, anybody who's who's able to sustain any sort of attack and moment with Mayweather was doing pretty yeah. good. But yeah, he's probably as good as anybody fought him mm-hmm. outside of uh, Marcos Maidana. Yeah. So there you go, Rick. That was round number 12. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, now next week, now we're in the championship uh-huh. round. So now we got to start digging deep in the archive. For round 13. For round 13, yeah. 14, and 15. Yeah, those, those are the tough ones. And again, was not going to pick a decision in round 12. No. Way too easy. There you go. Sorry, Rick. That was a Kodo. <laughs> um, I actually liked them, other than the fact that, you know why? Okay, here's the thing. You know one of the reasons why I, I did not like Kodo? Huh. Because Jim Lampley liked them so much. <laughs> yeah. When, remember when Jim Lampley started crying uh-huh. on his last fight? Come on. Yeah. That's over the top. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you knew. This is why, again, I don't know him personally. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about Jim Lampley as a boxing announcer. One of the worst play-by-play ever. Yeah. So, yeah, once he picked a fighter... You could tell. I mean, he just ignored what the other what the other guy was doing. Yeah, the other guy could be landing punches, beautiful combinations. Didn't exist. Well, I think right? I think we're about two weeks away from uh, the return of Lampley. Well, he was going to come back in one of the Triller fights, yeah. wasn't he? So now, uh, oh, actually, no, 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 the Jake Paul fight is isn't on Triller. Okay. Yeah. So no, no, never mind. Uh, I think we have to wait until the De La Hoya fight to get uh, yeah Jim Lampley back. No, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. No thanks, man. <laughs> All right, folks, uh, what I am thankful for is we got a good seven coming up, so let's talk about the fights that happened. Let's get a lot of stuff going on in the boxing news as well. Uh, Shocker, Caleb Plant and Canelo fight. Looks like it's back on. on. We knew it. Everybody knew it, right? It's all posturing. They're going to figure it out. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Don't forget PacificCoastBoxing.com. We've got all of the archived podcasts in case uh, you can go look at them and find them in one location. Subscribe, send us an email. You can email us directly, counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com. You could also subscribe to that uh, particular website in case there are any happenings with Pacific Coast mm-hmm. Boxing. All right, Rick, uh, there was some good fights that took place over the weekend, some really good ones, yeah. in fact, and then there was some horrible ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll start with some of the better ones. All right. Uh, on DAZN uh, from uh, Frisco, Texas. Yes. It was uh, Virgil Ortiz with a eighth-round knockout over um, Cavalascus. Yes. And, uh, you know, it was a great fight, you know, uh, Ortiz was hurt in the second round. Yeah. Uh, he was able to um, handle that. And then uh, after that, you know, he started breaking down Kavalaskis, going to the body. And uh, you could see Kavalaskis was, you know, starting to tire towards the end of that fight. Yeah. I thought, um, again, we knew it was going to be a tough fight, mm-hmm. right? I say Kavialuskas. Kavialuskas, okay. But whatever, right? But uh, Kavialuskas was um, is a very good opponent. He's yeah. very tough. He fought really good against uh, Terrence Crawford. Yeah. Okay, so we knew that this was going to be a tough fight. You know, they continue to put Ortiz in there against quality opponents, um, and this was another test. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and again, similar to how you know, Ryan Garcia got completely he got decked, mm-hmm. right? Um, this is the same situation. He didn't go down, but he was clearly hurt. Mm-hmm. Probably made a mistake when he was trying to fight back, right? Yeah. Instead of, although he did kind of hurt him to the body yeah. later in that same round, right? But hopefully, again, right? These are all just opportunities. So hopefully, they take a look at this fight and mm-hmm. say, okay, hey, if that happens again, and it may, right? Um, a, a better opponent, right? Probably takes advantage yeah. of Ortiz trying to be or getting a little wild. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think uh, what one thing that I think felt it hurt him in this fight yeah. was he didn't have Robert Garcia in his corner. Yeah, you know, um, right. you know, I know he said after the fight that you know his dad, you know, uh, you know he'd want nobody else in his corner. Yeah, you know, other than his dad, you know, if he could have one person, but um, I, I I think he would have um, 
he would have helped them a lot more in in, in that situation. You yeah, know, uh, he was able yeah. to weather the storm. Yeah, um, you know, I know Robert Garcia had to be at the um, Franco the Franco fight, right? Um, but um, yeah, I definitely think that in in the future, you know, say it is the Terrence Crawford that he fights, right? You know, Robert Garcia will be there. Yeah. And, uh, It'll be a better showing. Oh, I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely think so. I yeah. think that you know, given the given the opponent, right, yeah. and given the fact that you know, in this particular scenario, the um, the third, the trilogy, right, of mm-hmm. Franco and Maloney, that probably was a bigger fight. Yeah, for that fight, right, and that was for you know, Franco was defending his championship. We know what happened in the second fight. I know we're going to talk about that fight in a bit, but I do think that Robert Garcia made the right choice. But I agree with you. Yeah. If it's one of these fights against like a Crawford or something like that, um, yeah, no way Garcia doesn't make that fight. Yeah, no, and, and I think it'll uh, it'll make for a better fight. And uh, but Virgil Ortiz, you know, it, it was sometimes you got to get hurt like that yeah. for somebody to think, hey, you know, the, I I think I saw something that I can exploit. Yeah, and you know, they'd be more willing to fight him now. Yeah. than they were before. Yeah, you know, like I said, right when he fought Maurice Hooker. And knocked him out uh, in the seventh round. And mm-hmm. by the way, your lock of the week is intact. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was I was a little panicked there in the second round, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know it. Uh, yeah, it, it turned out all right. It did, and I think I remember when he fought Maurice Hooker. Right, Maurice mm-hmm. Hooker um, was having success. Right, he had a couple rounds where he was clearly outboxing him. Yeah. And like I said, right, this, these are not pointing out, you know, um, you know, chinks in the armor or, you know, glaring weaknesses. Yeah. These are just identifying opportunities of a young fighter who is who's been stepping up in competition. That's gonna happen. Yeah. Everybody gets hit. Sugar Leonard got hit and hurt, mm-hmm. right? So did Robert Duran, so did Alexis Argoyo, so did Marvin Hagler. Everybody did. Yeah. Okay. And so there's nothing wrong with it. This is what happens when you start stepping in against quality opponents. So again, and then but the key is is you take them as key learnings, right? Yeah. You kind of do that post mortem afterwards and you say, okay, what went right, what didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And and that's one of them, right? You're gonna get caught, but it's how he responded after he got caught that I think was the mistake. Yeah. It was trying to, you know, fight fire with fire. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's okay to cover up. Yeah. Because I think a more experienced fighter and maybe a better fighter maybe closes the show, right? Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe so, but uh, yeah, he, he did a good job of, uh, you know, just kind of weathering that storm, and um, you know, it's a dangerous opponent. You know, I, I think he's the uh, yeah, he he's got that old man strength. Right, that's you know, right. And, no, that's and, right. And he was able to uh, you know get him, and I did like the Virgil Ortiz. You know, he was stubborn after the fight. He said, "Oh no, he never hurt me. Never hurt me." Right, right. I'm pretty sure he got hurt in that fight. And you know, speaking of Ortiz, right? Yeah. He's got a fight coming up in our welterweight tournament that we need to finish, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have to pick up where we left off. Mm-hmm. I think he's fighting Crawford, actually. Okay. I think he... No, no. Didn't he beat Crawford? Well, we'll, Did we? We'll yeah, we have, yeah, we have to yeah. check it out. But yeah, he's he's moving on. Uh-huh. I know he moved on, but anyways, good fight. What happens yeah. next for him? We all know what we want, right? Yeah. We want him to fight Terrence Crawford. We want to see him mm-hmm. against the elite welterweights, a Sean Porter. A you know a Spence Jr. who of course was going to fight Pacquiao. It's time. It's time he faces one of the elite welterweights. He's ready. Yeah, and and uh, you know I think he's ready for for a Terrence Crawford. You know because I was looking over the guys Terrence Crawford beat has beaten, and Kavalaskis is you know probably on that top of that list. That's right of people. That's exactly right. And Ortiz, you know if if Crawford was I think thirty six and zero when he beat Kavalaskis. Yeah, Virgil Ortiz beat him at eighteen and zero. That's exactly you right. Know, half the fights. Right. Um, Terrence Bud Crawford knocked him out in round nine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Virgil Ortiz knocks him out in round eight. Yep. His knockout uh, streak is intact, 18-0, and 0, 18 knockouts. Yep. That's 100% in my book because you take a look at the welterweight division, Rick, and again, mm-hmm. who's there? Sean Porter. He's yep. not going to fight Mikey Garcia. We already know that. Well, you can pretty much take all those PBC guys out of there. That, and that's, and that's that, the problem. So that's Sean yeah. Porter. That is uh, Spence Jr. Mm-hmm. That is Keith one-time Thurman. Yeah. Right, so then now, so then you got to start looking at some of maybe the up and comers, and do they throw a Danny Garcia at him? Right? Yeah, I don't even think PBC does that. Yeah, yeah. see, because that it's, that that would be something. Yeah. What, what about Jaron Enos? Jaron's boots Enos. Um, that could be a fight that probably could be made, but yeah. even then, you know, that's yeah, I think he's with PBC as well because he's a Showtime fighter. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. I mean, and that that would be probably two of the better young uh-huh. welterweights. But uh, 
you you probably want that fight two or three years down the road when yeah. each of them has a uh, welterweight title. Yeah, it's just that's that's the problem. So yeah. you, you you just start to get limited and you start to get it starts to become a logjam. But mm-hmm. good fight. What else we got, Rick? Uh, from that card, we have uh, Roger Gutierrez. Uh, he won a decision over Rene Alvarado. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a good fight. It was a good back and forth fight, but you know, the right guy uh, won won that fight. Okay. Um, the other Alvarado uh, brother. Yeah. Uh, he beat uh, Israel Vasquez. Yes. Uh, late replacement. Yeah. From uh, Puerto Rico, the you know the commentators were joking about. Uh, yeah. They couldn't find any. <laughs> Any video on yeah. Israel Vasquez, you know that uh, every time they googled Israel Vasquez, it, yeah. it, it put the uh, Israel Vasquez from Mexico, right? You know, the trilogy, and, uh, guy. yeah, yeah. So uh, they couldn't find anything, and yeah. uh, unfortunately, he he, but he did go in there, yeah. And unlike uh, your guy <laughs> yeah. from uh, the last guy that fought Canelo, uh, Elidrum, Elidrum, yeah, he came yeah. out and he was firing, yeah. and yeah. you know it was a yeah. war for yeah. A, Two and a half minutes. Yeah, you give him credit for that. You, you <laughs> yeah. give him credit for at least going for it, man. Yeah, so that was an entertaining <laughs> fight. Uh, yeah. And that one, um, we'll switch over to the uh, ESPN yeah. uh, card. Uh, yep. Joshua Franco, you know, he... Uh, beautiful fight. Yeah, beautiful fight. You know, uh, unanimous decision over uh, Andrew Maloney. Yep. Um, you know, and then Franco was saying that, you know, he really didn't train for that second fight. Yeah. You know, that uh, he took it for granted. He probably ate a little bit too much. He, yep. He didn't do a good job of making weight, and pretty much, you know, this solidified it. You know, he was he was dominant in this fight. I thought so too. Yeah. Um, I agree, right? Remember we talked about right. Mm-hmm. No different than when you know when Rocky had to go for a ride in his white Lamborghini yeah. Southpaw and listen to was it? I think No Way Out. I think the name of the song was. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not look like the same Franco in yeah. fight number two, right? He was probably saved, right? By yeah. the headbutt, the injury, the fight being called short. And then, of course, you know, you got um, Bob Arum. Mm-hmm. They're at the tables and the screen, you know. Sure, yeah. Yeah, give me, give me a break. Um, he, he actually boxed even better, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, than I thought that he was capable of doing. And and I have to give credit not only to him, but of course, but to but to the great Robert Garcia yeah. for putting together such a game plan because he had him stymied the whole way. Yeah. He gave him a boxing lesson, Rick. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. straight jabs, beautiful timing of that right uppercut, right? I mean, Maloney was never in the fight. No. No, yeah, it was it, it was impressive, you know, what he was able to do. But I think it, you know, a lot of it Robert Garcia in the corner. Right. You know, he was able to, you know, right. tell him what to do here and there. Yep. yep. Um so it was just the difference in uh, you know the fight. Good use of the uh, mm-hmm. good use of the replay. By the way, by the way, right, our yeah. guy Jack Reese. Uh huh. Right. Did you see that? And, and it was good. You know, they, yeah. they brought him all the way out to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I know. For these fights. I saw that. I was wondering yeah. because he normally would have been here local, right? Doing either the fight at the Dignity Health Sports Center or at uh, Omega in Corona. Yeah, he would have been handling that Rigano fight probably. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe he, maybe we needed him over maybe, there. Maybe, but, maybe he said Rigano's fighting in this fight. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, I'm no gonna go find somewhere else to go. Right, rest. right, uh, exactly. Because um, it was a good call, right? Because when you mm-hmm. looked at it really quickly, I thought, damn, did he catch uh, Franco? Yeah. Right, but he didn't catch him. Yeah. It was a complete miss, and then yeah. it was really more like a slip, right? Mm-hmm. And I tell you, how many times, you know, I did. We'll have to look and do some research. How many knockdowns have there been like that that were called knockdowns? Uh-huh. Those are momentum changers. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Not that the fighter necessarily was injured, but just knowing that okay, you just scored a two point round, mm-hmm. right? Because that would have been ten eight no matter what. Yeah. So now Franco would have had to have come back and said, "Dang, right." I'm chasing two rounds now. Now maybe he changes his strategy a little bit, yeah. right? Because now he's a little bit more aggressive. What if he leaves himself open? Now Maloney does catch him. Now guess what? Now you got two 10-8 rounds? Yeah. That's why that was so big. No, yeah. Huge. Um, the other thing I liked about this card? Yeah. No Andre Ward. <laughs> yeah, he was missing. He huh? was missing. Yeah. You know, so no Andre Ward. what the deal was. Yeah, uh, not there. You know, um, and the funny thing is, is Timothy Bradley, I think, is better when there's no Andre Ward. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can handle one of them. Yeah. Just not both of them. You right. Know, back and forth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also on this undercard, uh, Nico Ali Walsh, yeah. who's the uh, grandson of Muhammad Ali. That's right. They built it up the whole time. Yeah, you think? You know, yeah. it... it uh, the guy he was fighting, Jordan Weeks, good, uh, good fighter, right? Yeah. They, they put a quality opponent. <laughs> no, I, I, I think this guy was on par with the yeah. 
Sinisa Estrada, eight second knockout girl. Yes, yeah. You know that, that that's basically what this guy was in there. <laughs> Looked like he had just woken up. His hair was all over the place. It, it, it just it. This guy was a mess. Yeah. Um, what did know, you expect though, Ray? What yeah, did you expect? You know, you know Ali's grandson, first uh, fight. You know, there's there, no way they were going to take a chance. You know, un- unfortunately, you know he's fighting at uh, super middleweight. Yeah. Right now, uh, I, I see where this is headed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, he'll he'll get to like. 14, 15 and 0. Right, right. And then there'll be a big fight. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Against Jake Paul. You th- oh, you think so? Yeah. It'll be the most yeah. r- like ridiculous thing you've ever seen. Yeah. You know, but but I think that's where this is th- this is headed. I, I hope not. I mean, yeah. just based on what we've seen, you know, there's it he's got the last name and uh-huh. and, and that's about it for now, but they're going to try to ride this Rick. They're going to try to ride this yeah. gravy train as long as they can. And okay, another guy that was yeah. kind of hidden in this card. Yeah. Uh but Unfortunately, I watched it. Yeah. Uh, Trey Lippy Morrison. Okay. The, the son of uh, Tommy the Duke. Oh, oh, Morrison. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, heavyweight. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's got probably the the frame yeah. of a super middleweight. Yeah. And just kind of sloppy. Yeah. Know, just kind of. Yeah. Uh, the other guy he was fighting. Yeah. You know, they were kidding on how out of shape he was. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was just kind of back and forth action at one point. You know, Timothy Bradley was joking about how tired both of them were in the ring. <laughs> Nobody was throwing punches. They were just kind of like, "I didn't uh, get to see it." Oh, I'm, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to catch up on it. You're talking about Tommy Morrison or Tommy Gunn? Tommy Gunn, right? Yeah. Wow. And, um, so nothing like his dad, huh? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> this was, uh, you know, the apple fell far from the tree. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> but also on this card, uh, you know, uh, the other Maloney, Jason Maloney. Yes. Uh, he won yes. uh, a decision over Joshua Greer. Night Night Greer, right? Night Night Greer. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other entertaining fight was uh, Arnold Barbosa Jr. Yes. Uh, won a decision over Antonio Moran. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, you know, um, Barbosa was favored big time in yeah. that fight. So it wasn't even supposed to go to decision. Yeah. So you know, it, overall, though, this uh, ESPN card, yeah. you know, it uh, – it had a lot of first round knockouts. You know, there yeah. was a lot of dead time just because, mm-hmm. you know, there were some huge mismatches in yeah. in this uh, on this card. Right. <laughs> um, and you know, a lot of guys were just entertaining knockouts first yeah. round, but right. it just shows how big of a mismatch it was. Yeah, you know, having these guys fight. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, the main event, right, delivered mm-hmm. as yeah. far as it being a good fight. Now, I say it delivered. Now, you know, if you're a Maloney fan, mm-hmm. you probably say no. But the thing is, it was a very good tactical fight. Yeah, Franco had the had the fight the way that he did, mm-hmm. right, which was literally box. He's a boxer puncher, but he's usually more puncher boxer. In this case, he outboxed Maloney, and yeah. that's beautiful to see. Same thing when Teofimo Lopez executed his game plan in that virtuoso performance against Lomachenko. Yeah. This was kind of, I put that right there with Franco just completely outboxing Maloney because Maloney's a quality uh, quality fighter, mm-hmm. former champion, right? This guy's no chop liver. Yeah, no. And then, you know, with the other fights, right, that's the problem, right? That's the problem is that you get a card like this. I think we talked about it. Um, I think it may have been in round three of this particular uh, uh, fight uh, series for our podcast is that, that's the problem, right? Because you got all these younger guys that are on their way up, and they're not going to match them yeah. against any opponent who's got a chance to be competitive. They're just not going to do that. Yeah, no. It's just it's just not worth the risk. So then this is what you get every once in a while, like we did with the PBC. I think it was the Charlo card. You'll get every single fight that's actually competitive, mm-hmm. but this is usually the default, unfortunately, where yeah. you get an A side against a deep. B side, yeah, you know what I mean. That's the problem, and so you see a card like that. Yeah, like you said, yeah, mm-hmm. the knockouts are great, but are they really? You yeah. know, yeah. you could just YouTube that kind of stuff. Yeah, and for for Joshua Franco, um, yeah, you know, there's plenty of fights for out there to be made. You know, once once the Estrada, Chocolatito, you know, uh, Soring V side, all those fighters, you know, once it kind of gets sorted out, yeah, you know, he's there for one of these guys to fight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's and that's a good question, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. So where does he go next? Yeah, after after that yeah. kind of the quartet figures out, that's that's pretty much right there for him. Yeah. What else we got, Rick? Um so also um we had the um Showtime card. Yes. With uh Guillermo Rigando. Oh gosh, uh, yes. 
Yes, that's right. It's by good split, that you saved it last. Losing, losing by split decision over uh, John Real Casimero. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, you know, one Rigando landed 44 punches, Casimero 47. Yeah. Just not a very entertaining fight. Um, you know, I think even the announcers, you know, like, I felt like this fight needed ESPN announcers to tell you how good of a boxing display this was. Right. You know, as opposed to the Showtime boxers who yeah. kind of, you yeah. know, they kind of told you the truth. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to sensationalize anything. Yeah. I told you, I said this last week, right, that Rigondeau, two punches per round, and seemingly that's his style. Mm-hmm. He he barely showed up to fight against Lomachenko, and then he basically quit. I don't yeah. remember what round it was, but this is just... It it's um it's beyond belief. It's beyond its ridiculousness, right? Yeah. Um, I was looking at you know the rules themselves, right? There 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 is a rule where the referee, a boxer can be disqualified, okay, if the referee deems that that the fighter is not fighting, right, mm-hmm. or engaging in the fight. Ulti- and then ultimately it comes down to if if a fighter ignores a referee's order, the referee can DQ him. The problem is is where do you draw the line between of uh, uh, somebody not fighting, and that's just being their strategy and their style, yeah. right? So do you penalize Rigando because he fights a style that is just completely not entertaining, right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, so that's the problem, right, is that's his style, and unfortunately it's it wins, right? Yeah. But in a case like this, right, It and even – and by the way, I mean, one of the judges gave him the decision, right? Mm-hmm. It was in a split decision. Yeah. But, I mean, like we opened up the show, right, is do you put him on another main event? If I'm a promoter, how do you do that? Yeah, no, and, you know, what what might help out, too, is uh, he's 40 years old. Right. So, you know, he could be on his way out, you know, soon anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, unfortunately, you know, I I think we will see him in another main event. And, um I don't see how. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I honestly, I don't see how. The, because there's no way, like we yeah. talked about it earlier, right? We were going to this fight when it was uh, Nonito Donaire, mm-hmm. when it was the Filipino Flash. Once they changed it and it was Rigondo, yeah, we're done. I'm not going to go watch that guy. Yeah, no. Had other things to do. Unfortunately, we couldn't make the fights. But, yeah, there, there's no way. It's just, it, it's just what a joke. Yeah. 90, how many punches landed total by both fighters? Um 96, you 91. said? 91. 91, yeah. yeah. I mean, and like I, like I told you, he was going to do punches per round. Um, anyways, we'll move on. Yeah. If there was anything else on that card? Um, Brandon Lee. Yes. Uh, he uh, improved his record to 23-0. Uh, and 0. Yeah. See, that would have been yeah. worth going to. And by the way, I need to get a hold of him. He's from here, by the way. Yeah. He's, a, he's a San Diego kid. Okay. And that's another one, by the way, right? So he fights in the what? Welterweight, uh, super welterweight, 154. Mm-hmm. I think he's welterweight, isn't he? Um, He's somebody, Rick, that it is time that they step up him up in competition. Yeah. Right? He's, he's always on those Showtime cards, but it's time. Right, yeah. It's time that he steps up and he fights somebody. I'll tell you by by the way, um, he knows they know um, Lazaro Lorenzana. Oh, okay, they're kind of from that same neck of the woods yeah. there, right? You almost say they're kind of on a, on a collision course. Yeah, could could could, could be be a hell of a uh, fight. They won't match him up now. Couple, it, couple, it, couple San Diego guys. Yeah, it'd be great if one of them had a belt. Uh-huh. But if you look right, they don't. Brandon Lee's not um, ranked anywhere, uh-huh. right? But it's time. He's got a good story. Yeah. But it's time that they step him up and they actually put him in against a uh, an opponent, right? Mm-hmm. In the uh in the welterweight division. No, yeah, bringing him up, you know, a little slow, but yeah, it's it's time uh, to bring him up. Yeah, without a doubt. No, he's got thunder, right? Uh-huh. But let's see him against a quality opponent. Give me somebody in the top 15. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you what would be a good fight. Okay, for Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alexis Rocha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that would be a good fight for him, mm-hmm. right? He's with Golden Boy, right? Yeah, lost his last fight. You could even put him in against um, who's the who's the fighter that beat uh, uh, Rashidi Ellis, right? Yeah, Rashidi Ellis is the one that beat mm-hmm. beat Alex Rocha. But either one of those guys, yeah, right? No, yeah, would love to see it. You know, it's it's time to step him up, uh, just how they did uh, Brandon Figueroa. Yeah, exactly. You know, where his last fight, exactly. Because you, know. you got hanging out there. I mean, you got, you know, Josecito Lopez, mm-hmm. right? You got those guys, you know, Abel Ramos. I mean, you've got guys there yeah. that you can step them up against, but but there's a good fight right there. Mm-hmm. Alexis Rocha. 
And then we'll finish off the uh, the results uh, with uh, DeZone had another card. Uh, Joshua Boatze yeah. versus uh, Rickard's uh, Balotniks. And Boatze won in the 11th round. Yes. Um, knockout. Uh, he looked good. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I think this is this, the stepping stone fight. You know, he, he's he's supposed to get B-Vol yeah. Uh, yeah. next. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. He's ranked number um, two in the mm-hmm. WBA, right? He looked good. Yeah, why not? Because Bivol was never going to fight Canelo. By no, the way. no, I think it was it was posturing, trying to get a different opponent. Yes, I was reading something that they didn't even bother uh, trying to get a hold of Triple G. Yeah, to get to to get uh, September November fight. It was just yeah, they knew. Yeah, you know, they wanted to get what they wanted to get, and yeah. uh, you know, we'll we'll find out uh, what what that was. Yep, we'll see. All right, and that wraps up the weekend, and then we got some fights coming up this week, Rick. That well, really the big one. Yeah. Okay, really we big got one. the big one coming up next week. We'll talk boxing news first, and then we'll cover the Pacquiao and Uga's fight. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, not not a busy weekend, certainly no. not like the way it was this past weekend, but you got a big name. Yeah, you know, just just one card. Uh, it's it's pay per view. You know, last week's none of, none of them were pay per view. Yeah, you've got uh, Manny Pacquiao versus Jordinas uh, Ugas yep. for Ugas's WBA Super Welterweight Title. Yes, 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 and I think. We've talked that, about that fight last week. Mm-hmm. Talked about it a little bit more today. So um, neither one of them is a spring chicken, no. right? Told you um, Manny Pacquiao was favored at minus four hundred, which basically equates to about eighty percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, we talked about Ugas um, not being right. This is not somebody that they just picked out of the blue. I mean, uh, he gave Sean Porter all he could handle. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I I think, and you made a point last week that we may even be getting a better fight than when we we would have gotten uh-huh. with Spence and Pacquiao, Rick. Yeah, no, no, there, there, there's a good uh, argument to be made there. Um, you know, Ugas is only five nine. You know, Pacquiao's five six. So there's not a huge uh, height difference. You know, in the reach, Pacquiao sixty seven inches, Ugas is sixty nine. Yep. And um, you know, I think. Um, I think this is, is going to be an interesting fight. You know, I think, um, you know, Pacquiao, um, you know, he's going to have the power. Uh, yes. You know, we'll get into that later. Um, but, um, you know, I'm interested to see how this is going to go. You know, you've got two lefties. Yes. And, um, yep. you know, interested to see it. You know, yeah. you, you want to see Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. No, no matter what. Yeah. You know, it, at, it's at, been. At this, at this point, yeah. And Pacquiao, by the way, um, you know, now I I don't know. Take this for what it's worth, but he's saying this is possibly could be his last fight. Yeah, I I don't think it will be. I, he's was, throw he's throwing that out there though. Yeah, if if he uh, if he loses, yeah, you know, there's a chance. Yeah, yeah, you know, but yeah. uh, if he wins, and you know, in just wins, period. But yeah. say he wins in dramatic fashion, right? You know, for sure. No, I I still think we get the Spence fight. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel Manny Pacquiao wins. You yeah. know, I, I don't think the PBC makes this fight. Yeah. Unless they know for sure Pacquiao is going to win this fight. Yeah. Or there's a really good chance that he's right, going to win this right, fight. Right, right, right. I see what you're saying because they wouldn't risk Manny Pacquiao yeah. losing and then losing the opportunity for the huge payday yeah. against Spence Jr. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just, but again, you don't know in these situations. Mm-hmm. Again, he's a slick lefty. Um, he's a, you know, they have him at age 35, Mm -hmm. um, has a, one of the best nicknames, 54 miracles. Okay. So, you know, again, he gave Sean Porter all he can handle in 2019. So, I mean, he beat Abel Ramos in a, uh, split decision, albeit, uh, back in 2020. That was like at the end of 2020 in September. Mm -hmm. So all the makings, Rick, of what could be a competitive fight. Certainly, certainly does not necessarily point to being a lopsided fight. Um, not a big knockout guy, right? Ugas only no. 40% knockouts at 26 and 4. But like you said, height 5'9", um, reach advantage as well. Yeah. So, 
You've got Pacquiao still. Yeah, I, I think I've got Pacquiao. You know, I think um, Pacquiao with the power. I think if if um, Ugas was a little bit harder, a harder puncher. Yeah. You know, then you know, it'd be a bigger risk for Pacquiao. But I I think he'll be okay in this fight. Yeah, he's never been knocked out. Okay, Ugas yeah. meaning Ugas. We know uh-huh. Manny Pacquiao's been knocked out, yeah. right? He was com- he was put to sleep by Marquez, mm-hmm. but um, I think that I I've got I I've got Manny Pacquiao, but I'm telling you, Rick, I think this had I think this could be a close fight. No, I, I think it could be a close fight. Um, I think you know what I'm leaning more towards Pacquiao. I think it's going to be a decision. You know, yeah. you've got a guy that doesn't get knocked out. I think so too. And you um you know Manny Pacquiao hasn't been knocked out since that um yeah. Marquez fight, right? And um, you know that was a while ago. So um, I think I think Pacquiao will be fine. You know, um, I'll, I'll I'll come up with a different stat of the week, but this yeah. is going to be my stat of the week. But um, okay, Manny Pacquiao has yeah. not has not signed up for VADA testing since right. 2016. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so um, yeah, you know, so I think he'll be fine for this one. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> that, and that's that. I've told you, right? That's my issue with Manny Pacquiao, uh-huh. right? Is is why hasn't he? Okay, why hasn't he? Yeah. And and you know that's the re- his own country, man. Nonito Donaire. Um, that's why he refused to fight Casa Casamayer, mm-hmm. the one that just fought the boring fight against Rigondeaux, right? Yeah. And I'll tell it like it is. I question how Manny Pacquiao, at age what is he, forty forty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, how is it at age 40, right, that he's competing at this level against guys that are 15 years younger? There's got to be something going on, man, especially in that weight division. Yeah. I'm sorry. There just there just is. Some, some, I don't have any proof, mm-hmm. but, you know, or he's just a phenom, right? Yeah. Either way, um, I respect and like Manny Pacquiao and how he fights. Um, you always get an entertaining fight with him, right? Yeah. Never any question about that. But I so I can understand why people have – Issues and questions about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you know the big thing is you you, you want Manny Pacquiao as boxing fans. You know yeah. we, we've lost out on so many fights over this summer. Mm-hmm. This summer was supposed to be, you know, loaded with 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 yeah. big fights. You know, yep. Fury Wilder. Yeah. You know Pacquiao Spence. You yeah. know Canelo Plant. You know yeah. uh, Teofimo Lopez. We still have yet to get a Mikey Garcia fight. Right. So when you get a Mike uh, Manny Pacquiao, yeah. yeah, it's been two years since, since he's been in the ring. Yeah. You know, who knows? You know. He could he could age overnight. That's you know, and that that's, and that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing, and it could happen. And I think that's why he's putting that out there, Rick. I yeah. think that's why he's saying this could be my last fight. Yeah, uh-huh. he's forty years old. Like you said, you never know. Anything could happen. Yeah, anything could happen. Right. I don't. I don't think he's gonna lose. Uh-huh. But I think that he is forty. Yeah. And if this guy is able to box like he normally does, yeah. And he's able to slip, and he's able to start putting some rounds away. You never know. Yeah. I've got Pacquiao either way. I've got him in a in a decision. Yeah. I'll even go on a limb and say split decision, Rick. Yeah, no, I think I think Pacquiao, you know, wins this. If it, if it's close, you know that he's going to get the decision, you know, he's he probably starts this fight, you know, up 3 rounds. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So, um Another good, another good fight on this card. Right? Yeah, another good fight. Yeah, if you can call it that, uh, mm-hmm. Victor Ortiz versus yep. uh, Robert Guerrero. Yes, uh, this fight would have been excellent about three years ago, uh, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, three years. Uh, ago. Yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> uh, this would have been an excellent fight, but yep. uh, you know, at this point, you know, both with six losses, both yep. haven't fought in like five years. Yep. So you know, um, but you know. It'll be interesting to see them get in the ring. This isn't something where, yeah. you know, one of them is fighting, you know, a YouTube guy or right. something like that. You know, these are two guys that kind of similar. You know, yeah. it, it uh, they've been both out for however long, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I like both of these guys. Yeah. I actually think that it could be an entertaining fight. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say that these guys are at a crossroads in in their career. Right? Yeah. Wherever that crossroad is, right? They cross that. Like, yeah, probably. Be 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Both of them, good people, right? Yeah. I know you love watching Robert Guerrero's dad, right? Uh-huh. With the, Always interesting. The lowrider getup, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Victor Ortiz, local kid. I, I'm looking forward to this fight, Rick, actually, right? Because yeah. I think, you know, they're both hanging on is, the, is maybe the wrong term. Maybe it isn't, right? Uh-huh. But I think that, believe it or not, this is a big fight for them. Uh-huh. Right, because if one of them wins in dramatic or really good fashion, right, there is an opponent from Brandon Lee. Yeah, these guys are at the one forty-seven. 
Yeah, no, it, right? it, uh, you so know. It's, I mean, there you go. <laughs> yeah, interesting fight. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's pretty much for this weekend. Um, you know, I guess there's a, a, a title fight, uh, Mark Magasayo and uh, Julio Ceja. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting Fe- on that card. Uh, but yeah, I Fe- think. Fe- featherweights. Yeah. So for, for the, so for the lock of the week, you know, I, I guess someone had to go Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. I, I, I wow. just think there's, yeah. there, there's, uh, yeah. Too many things going in his in in his way. Yeah, you know, a huge. You know, but the, the problem is, is Manny Pacquiao always has that one little slip up. Yeah, you know, the Jeff Horn. Or That's the, what I was know, gonna the, say. Yeah, the Timothy Bradley, where right. where you just kind of like. Yeah, it's not a fight he's supposed to lose, but he finds a way to lose it. Yeah, although I will say that those were bad decisions. Yeah, you know, he beat both of them. Uh-huh. He beat Bradley and he beat Jeff Horn. Uh-huh. Both both of those were just very questionable decisions. Um, I think simply because of what you were talking about, right? He's the the super super A side fighter uh-huh. in this case. They, uh, it's not going to be his last fight. It's not going to be his last fight because this is not the fight that he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to find a way to um, to make another big fight for him. Don't be surprised, by the way, if they find a way to make the Terence Crawford fight work now. Because who knows? I know we're going to talk about it in the news. Yeah. Who knows how long Spence is going to be out for? Yeah. And if you're Manny Pacquiao, you're 40, mm-hmm. right? I mean, father time is there. You can't wait a whole year. You're 42. 42. Yeah. 42, yeah. So you cannot wait, right? Yeah. What is it, be 45, 44? It's not going to happen. <laughs> so I think that he beats um, uh, um, Ugas, uh-huh. and then he has one more big super fight, cashes out, and then that's it. Yeah, and I know I mentioned this last week. To, you know, hoping that the uh, the price for this pay per view would go down. Yeah, no, they're keeping it at seventy five bucks. Yeah, yeah, imagine that. It's yeah. it's Manny Pacquiao, though, right? I know yeah. you're saying that tongue in cheek, but it's it's Manny Pacquiao at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's what you're paying the seventy five yeah. bucks for. You're paying to watch a legend. Yeah, and he is a legend, by the way. Mm-hmm. I want to clarify, right? I I respect him as a fighter, but I'm in that bunch, Rick, that is just a little skeptical of how he maintains his condition and how he's able to fight at 42 yeah. the way he does. That's all. A little skeptical. All right. Um, we're going to come back with the boxing news, Rick. Yep. There's some folks that are skeptical. One fighter in particular is mm-hmm. skeptical about Spence Jr.'s injury, isn't yep. he? And we'll talk about that right after the break. Pacific Coast Boxing. Fonda Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. Pacific goes boxing. All right, Rick. We talked about the fights that took place. We mm-hmm. talked about really the one card, which is the the great Manny Pacquiao. But yeah. there's other stuff going on in the world of boxing. Let's have it. Yeah. So uh, Eddie Hearn says that uh, negotiations are going well for the uh, Canelo Alvarez uh, Caleb Plant fight. Yeah. For November. Yeah. You know, what a shocker. Yeah. No. No surprise there. Yeah. We talked about it. I mean. And again, right, you know, I know there was a lot of stipulations and uh, Caleb Plant was calling out Canelo for mm-hmm. all of these things. They probably were accurate, but I think there was probably more to it, right, as to yeah. why they couldn't make the September date work. Canelo getting married and all these events. That fight was never truly off the table. Yeah, no. We knew that. Yeah. So, you know, it's good that, uh, you know, better late than never. And uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get that fight. Yep. Um, also, uh, the Oscar De La Hoya um Undercard is starting to uh, take shape. Nice. Uh, we've got the Huntington Beach bad boy, Tito yeah. Ortiz, versus yeah. uh, Anderson the Spider Silva. Yeah. You know, in, uh, you know, it's weird to see these, you know, yeah. b- both in their 40s. You know, right. Silva's almost 50. Yeah. And uh, they're going to be boxing. Yeah, and boxing is the interesting thing. Yeah. It would be better to watch those guys in MMA, right? Yeah. Like, can't they do it like, you know, WWE, you know, when they bring the cage in uh-huh. from the top, right? They could. Can't they do that? For for this fight, right? Yeah. Bring in the octagon, lower it, and then bring it back up. You know, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, interesting fight. You know, I, I think you have to kind of take uh, Silva, Silva, just because uh, you know he was able to beat uh, Chavez Junior. Yeah, I think you have to. I think um, you have to. Also, the return. I know you've been anticipating this yeah. for a while. The return yeah. of David Hay. Yes. Yeah. You so know. yeah, one of my favorite fighters. So, so yes. He's, he's fighting uh, <laughs> Joy uh, Fournier, who's a. Yeah. Uh, Kind of, uh, I think, is a chef slash uh, amateur boxer. Yeah, how in the world did they find that guy? Yeah, to I, fight I, I David don't know. Hay? Yeah, he's, <laughs> you uh, know, 
I mean, <laughs> give me a break, yeah. you know? He, he looked really impressive when he beat that DJ the last uh, yeah. trailer event. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, David Hayes, I mean, when's the last time David Hay fought? Oh, it's been a long time. It's been a while, yeah. but, but he's still a professional fighter. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'll say this much about some of the undercards, Rick. Intriguing. Intriguing, yeah. Right? So so we'll, we'll see, you know. It, yeah. It, uh, I think they've done enough to get us to to, to order it. I think so, or yeah. or a ten or a ten, right? Because yeah. it's at the Staples Center, Staples isn't Center, it? Yeah. Didn't you say the ticket prices were uh, were up there though, right? Yeah, I think uh, it started like seventy five bucks, all the yeah. way up to about twenty five hundred. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, twenty five hundred yeah. for a De La Hoya fight. I wonder how many people show up. Huh? Uh, you got to imagine it's in LA. Yeah. You know they'll they'll probably sell the place out. You I, think so? I think so. I don't know if they'll sell it out, Rick. Not if seventy five bucks is the cheapest seat. And remember, for boxing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, basketball, that place is what seventeen, eighteen thousand. Yeah. Although I don't think they'll open up um, every seat. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. But you know, you do have Oscar. You do yeah. have. You know, yeah. Silva's got his his fans. Ortiz, right? Ortiz Local is from guy. Huntington Beach. You right. Know, so they might be able to get you fifteen thousand. You think they get yeah, fifteen thousand? I think so. I, th- I think they sell the place out. Yeah. Wow. Um, on the Lara Warrington two undercard. Yeah. yeah. Um, Connor Ben, Adrian yeah. Granados. You yeah. Know, that they rescheduled that fight for. Um, for then it's September fourth. Yeah. Um, and Katie Taylor's also on. Uh, on that undercard, going to be a good card. Yeah, I like that. Um, they're stepping up the competition for Conor Ben, right? Mm-hmm. Adrian Granados is one of those like really tough type fighters, yeah. right? I don't want to. I hate calling guys gatekeepers because it's just disrespectful in some ways. But um, that's a good fight. Yeah, Conor Ben, the son of Nigel. Mm-hmm. Where have you been? <laughs> good fighter. One of your English yeah. guys, Rick. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> interested, interested to see that one. Uh, yep. We've got the uh, Brandon Figueroa, Stephen Fulton. Yeah. Uh, it'll be September 18th on Showtime. Yeah. Uh, and, and in Las Vegas, you know, maybe, maybe not a bad one to go out to uh, to see. Yeah, I know. I got to look at what the schedule is. I'm out of town yeah. quite a bit in September. Oh, okay. But I'll tell you what, man, um, I'm glad they're making the fight. You know, a lot of times they'll talk about, mm-hmm. right, the, this, you know, the winner of this fight is going to fight the winner of that fight. The fact that that one is actually coming to reality yeah. That's going to be a good fight. And I think that, you know, what is, the, is it the baby-faced, uh, not the baby-faced assassin, that's... Uh, the heartbreaker. The heartbreak kid, yeah. right, the heartbreaker. Um, I think just how we looked against Luis Neri, mm-hmm. right, um, I think that it's going to make for a really good fight. Yeah. Right? I don't even know if they have numbers on that yet. I'll have, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, uh, probably not this soon. I think they, they, they just uh, um, added that. Um, but also, uh, we'll get into, uh, Bernard Hopkins. He said he was suspicious about the Earl Spence torn retina Yeah, that, um, he was kind of feeling like, um, training wasn't going as well as he had hoped. And, yeah. um, you know, some, I guess some of the sparring partners, there are rumors that the sparring partners were getting the better of him. Yeah. I don't know, man, you know, because that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty serious accusation, right? Yeah. And here's the thing, right? I mean, there's physicians that are already coming out and looking at it and you uh-huh. know saying it's a it's a legitimate injury. Yeah. It's not, you know, when you think about retina, what comes to mind for me anyways, of course, is Sugar Ray Leonard, right? Yeah. But Sugar Ray Leonard had a completely detached retina. Uh-huh. Um, according to what I'm reading, this is a torn retina, which is not as bad, yeah. okay, as having a detached retina, but it's still... Something that needs to be addressed, regardless. Yeah. It's one of the most common injuries, by the way, for boxers, mm-hmm. is uh, is that in, in the eyes. That's something like forty eight percent of all injuries to fighters happen in the eyes. So I, I don't know where Hopkins is getting this info. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, if he's got inside information, Rick, that's that he's getting that from. But you know, if the physicians around, mm-hmm. right, and the information is if he's going to go forward and have surgery, I don't know. I, I think that's a little. Um, I think that's a little deep yeah. for for Hopkins to go there, man. Yeah, you know, you definitely have to have some some proof because, you know, that's that's calling out a guy's character. Yeah, and I don't think he would see. That's the thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. like just looking and knowing. I mean, this is a guy that went across, you know, across the pond to fight Cal Brook in his backyard, uh-huh. right? This is a guy that fought Mikey Garcia. This is a guy that fought Sean Porter, right? This is he just he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna, you know, fake an injury 
because he hasn't been feeling, you know, good or hasn't been looking good in uh, in sparring. Maybe he hasn't been looking good in sparring, right? Yeah. Let, let's give Hopkins that, right? He hasn't been looking good in sparring, right? He's a little rusty, whatever. Um, but that's not why. Yeah. Right. I I think yeah sure maybe he's not at his at his at his best but I think there is a, a red I just I don't think that he would give up this fight way too important way too big because yeah. these fights right here's the thing you never know when you're getting another when you're gonna get another opportunity to get a fight like this mm-hmm. right you just don't know yeah he hit the lottery okay by drawing the Manny Pacquiao card mm-hmm. and he's now gonna fake an injury because he doesn't think he's at his best I don't think so yeah no I, it, it it's kind of hard. Uh... You know, to, to, to believe that. Uh, but, you know, maybe he, heard, maybe he did hear something and maybe he just got bad information. Or um, Yeah. I guess we'll, we'll end with this. Um, Charles Conwell. Yeah. Uh, he had admitted to faking a hand injury. Yeah. Uh, he was the same Charles uh, Conwell who represented uh, USA Boxing in 2016 in the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, he told ESPN that he faked a hand injury to withdraw from an April 8th fight. And he was gonna start, uh, or he was gonna headline, yeah, uh, an, an NBC uh, sports network show. Okay. So, but he withdrew, yeah, because Triller was gonna offer him more money mm-hmm. to fight um, in June. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, interesting. So you know, it, it's a, a yeah. lot of backlash right now. Like, yeah. you know, good for him. He made more money. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you had a contract to ha- to to have a fight. Yeah, that's and, right. That's right. And can can they not go back to him now, right? I would assume you you should be able to you know sue him for right. Yeah, because he's admitting it. He's admitting that he forgot. Yeah. I mean, how much money was lost, right? Yeah. It. Interesting. But yeah, that's it for the news. All right, folks, we're gonna come right back. We've got the stat of the week. Sounds like you had a backup stat of the week. Backup correct? stat of the week. Yeah. Very good. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacifico's boxing is back. And I'll tell you, Rick, the Charles Conwell that we were just talking about, he was the one that uh, unfortunately, right, uh, ended the career of, of course, the late Patrick Day. Yeah. That's the fight that essentially led uh, to his death, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you were talking about him, I knew he sounded familiar. Yeah. We got Patrick Day all over here at the Standing Eight Count Studios. I told you I had, uh, I spent some time uh, talking to Patrick Day mm-hmm. after he fought at the Pechenga, after uh, El Caballo. It's one of the uh, Robert Garcia's fighters who ended up losing to Patrick Teixeira. But anyways, that being said, Rick, um, stat of the week, what do we got, Rick? So uh, for stat of of the week, I have uh, most days as heavyweight champ. Most days as heavyweight champ, right. So like even if they lost, you know, then they got it back and then you start the, you know, total time. the So the aggregate number of days that is... The heavyweight champ. Mm-hmm. We'll give it a couple seconds to marinate for the fans out there, Rick. Yeah. And the answer, Rick, is Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, four thousand three hundred and eighty-two days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, just to give you a, an idea. Yeah. Um, I'll give you two, three, four, and five. Uh, yeah. Joe Lewis was two. Okay. Muhammad Ali three. Okay. Lennox Lewis four. Yeah. And his brother Vitaly Klitschko was five. No kidding, yeah. And then, uh, you know, 4,270 days for Joe Lewis. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, 3,443 days. Yeah. Lennox Lewis, 3,086 days. Yeah. And Vitaly Klitschko, 2,735. Wow. And then, uh, I mean, Rick, that's like 12 years. How, how, you, how many days did you say for him? Uh, 4,382 days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's 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 four thousand eight hundred and thirty two. Yeah, my, my simple math tells me that's that's over twelve years. Over twelve years. You had leap year? <laughs> here's the thing, right? Yeah. So here's my problem with both of the Klitschko brothers, but certainly this guy, Rick, okay, yeah. is it was not exactly an era of dominant heavyweights. No. Right? And so don't get me wrong, right? They He beat, we're talking about Vladimir Klitschko, he beat everybody that they put in front of him. Yeah. So then you get to that, hey, it's not his fault, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is, is it his fault? And, you know, maybe it's because he was he was that good. No, I don't think he was that good. I think he was a good fighter. Yeah. But it was in that era. It was after the Tyson era, right? It was obviously um, after the Larry Holmes era because I think Larry Holmes destroys him. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think Larry Holmes would have destroyed anybody in his prime, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, so who were his big wins, right? 
Uh, it's definitely not a who's who. You know, you 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 have some names. You know, you have a Chris Bird. Yeah. You know, you have a Ray Mercer. Yeah. Um, you have a Samuel Peter. A lot of these guys, you know, yeah. just kind of way past their prime. Right. A Hasim Rockman. Right. Uh, a David Hay. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these guys, you know, didn't even have a prime. Uh, Alexander Povetkin. Right. You know, right. so it, it wasn't a who's who. Um, no, they were beating what would be considered, right, kind of the journeymen mm-hmm. heavyweights, right? Yeah. None of these guys that they beat would be considered great. None of these guys would go on to any sustained um, level of success, no. right? Of course, he loses because, remember, you said uh, it's the aggregate time, so he loses. This is the guy that got knocked out by the lefty Corey Sanders, uh-huh. right? Second round TKO. He also lost to Lamont Brewster, yeah. right? But then in between there, he beats Fabio Eduardo Moll, Daniel Nickerson, right? Devar Williamson, Eliso Castillo, and yeah. then, yeah, Samuel Peter, Chris Bird, right? It's why I've never been, uh, you know, somebody who's been, you know, convinced that, that he was a great heavyweight. Yeah. Man. He was a great heavyweight, I guess, in his era. Mm-hmm. And I guess for that... You can't blame him, and he just yeah it was it was it was right. a soft you know kind of heavyweight uh, era, yeah you know, I'd I'd have to really do a deep dive to see if there were any Hall of Famers in this bunch. There might not be. That's that's the whole thing. And then of course he finally loses to Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. right? And that was no surprise, right? Yeah. And Tyson Fury would have beat him again even in a rematch, right? Yeah. So I, I I I don't know. I will tell you this much though. Great fight that Klitschko fought against Anthony Joshua. Yeah. He had Joshua. Uh-huh. He had him down. So I'm not saying I don't like him, right? I'm just yeah. saying it was kind of unfortunate for him that he didn't have a lot of great opponents. Not until, unfortunately, later in his career mm-hmm. when he got to fight Tyson Fury and he got to fight Anthony Joshua. And he almost had Joshua out. Yeah. So, all right, Rick. Good stat of the week as usual provoking stimulating what's new can't wait to see the fight this saturday rick we'll be talking about that next week see if your lock of the week is true with manny pacquiao or can 54 miracles pull off miracle number 55 rick (laughs) yeah we'll see we'll see what happens that'll do it for round number 12 i'll see you next week rick see you next week